Hey, business building warrior. This is Jim with Silent Sales Machine Radio. Hey, this is a podcast about accounting, which I know, yawn, boring, right? No, I'm about to put a bunch of money in your pocket. It's worth your time to listen to this episode. The guest I'm going to bring on in just a moment. Yes, he's an accountant. You can do your taxes, help you with your bookkeeping. He specializes in e-commerce and get this. Whatever you pay him, his goal is to put three times that much back in your pocket. That's his goal. And he's doing it for a whole bunch of people in our community. He's doing an excellent job. He is the go-to premier accountant for our community through Humminbird, which if you've heard us talk about Humminbird before, that's a collection of services that we provide to our community out of necessity. If you're going to build a business, you're going to need maybe a trademark lawyer at some point, or you're going to need some accounting services, the financial services, the financial planning. We've got some different components that we've added in, and Humminbird does a bunch of different things. That's H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com, Humminbird.com. And I'm going to talk with, in just a moment, Jared Hall. I'm going to do a bit of an interview, and you're going to pick up very quickly that, having talked to this guy a few times now, I knew early on, This guy knows his stuff. And odds are, if you aren't using someone who is aggressively staying on top of all the tax law changes, especially in the arena of e-commerce, if they don't specialize in working with clients who are selling on Walmart, eBay, Amazon, Shopify, if you're not using an accountant right now that knows those kinds of things, you're probably spending way too much money on getting your taxes done and you're, you're overpaying. You're not earning as much money as the government thinks or you claim that you are earning. He'll find those mistakes. And he goes into that a little bit today. It's definitely worth a look. If Unless you're thrilled with your accountant, you need to take a look at what Jared Hall can do with you through Humminbird.com. And for full transparency, I'm a partial owner of Humminbird. But regardless of that, there's a reason we recruited this guy in and this is who we send people to. He was at our event last year at our live event and he had a bunch of people just saying, wow, this guy knows his stuff. I'm going to start using him. We've sent him a ton of clients. He's handling it with brilliance. He's got a great team and he's going to be with us at our Proven Conference in Orlando as well in May of 2024. Of course, I'm talking about The Proven Conference. That's the website, theprovenconference.com. So I'll stick a link to that in the show notes, as well as Humminbird, links to everything we talk about today, obviously. But if you want to come join us in May of 2024, Jared's going to have a breakout session. You can come meet him there. Something else I love, maybe you've got a good accountant that you're happy with now. Something Jared does is he'll do a review of your past year's taxes. He can find money. Did you know you can review your past year's taxes? Find money. And then you get that money. That's real money. That's less taxes you have to pay. That's real money back in your pocket. He's just great at it. So maybe that's what you use him for is just have him take a look. No obligation. Have him take a look at what you've got going on. That would be a great way to use the services. So I think you're going to want to get in line with this guy. I think he's going to get a lot of phone calls and people reaching out to him. And so when you hear this episode, look in the show notes, get on his calendar have him review your taxes, have him take a look at what you're doing. And something else I love that he said today, a couple different things, but one is you should know exactly what you're looking at for next year in the fourth quarter, which is as we're recording this, we're in the final three months of the year. We call it the fourth quarter. You should know before the end of the year what your tax burden is going to look like when taxes come due in the spring. If your accountant isn't asking you the questions to make that happen, you don't have an accountant who's taking care of you as an e-commerce warrior. 
You need someone who's asking you questions because as Jared said today, and this was news to me, I learned this today. He said about 90% of your options vanish December 31st. As far as little things you can do to save yourself a ton of money going into the new year. So a lot of reasons to take a look at someone who knows e-commerce as an accountant who has helped a lot of other people save a lot of money and he's going to simplify it for you as best he possibly can. No no new burdens in your life, just an accountant who cares and knows his stuff. And I think you're going to hear that loud and clear. I mean, this guy could talk all day about e-commerce and accountants and some of the things that he's seen and the way he saved people money. So enjoy this interview with Jared Hall. Reach out to him through humminbird.com. Again, there's a link in the show notes for that. And uh, just learn something here. Even if you don't end up using his services, you're going to learn a few things listening to him talk about the advantages of understanding e-commerce, specifically the challenges we face in e-commerce as we're doing our taxes, because you can save yourself a bunch of money doing it the right way. And his number one tip, make sure you're doing your bookkeeping right. And he tells us how to do that as well. So enjoy this episode. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. There's contact information in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Let's get Jared on the line and learn how you can put a bunch of money in your pocket just by having the right accountant. So Jared, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to, good to see you. I'm finally glad we could, we could connect. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've been serving many students in this community with excellence for a long time, helping them make money. And that's, I think, probably going to be the title of this episode. You know, a good yeah. accountant helps you make yeah. money. It's not an expense, right? So just tell us about some right. of the Humminbird tax services that you provide, and then we'll dive into it. I got a few questions for you. Yeah. So we've got, uh, so we've built out really, a, a really, really good program this year. Um, we've got a few options, obviously everybody's situation different. So we, we have a, you know, a pretty short discovery call and, and just try to figure out for a good fit for you and, and what package can be best suited for you. Obviously people have a lot going on. So, but yeah, we, we basically cover everything from, you know, ongoing consulting, as our simplest package, if you just need somebody that you have questions and maybe you are knowledgeable, we have just consulting packages, um, tax prep, entity, bookkeeping, bookkeeping setup, bookkeeping training, really anything under the sun, sales tax assistance, all that type of stuff, really anything under the sun that you need and that everybody's afraid of. But the main thing and what most people are really enjoying is the ongoing consulting where you really have our system is an accountant. You can contact pretty much any day of the week and get an immediate response or pretty much immediate aside from if I'm on a phone call is really the only time I'm not available for uh, you know, a quick question, which is where most people really, really struggle with their accounts is communication. And that's our main focus just to make sure that you're not you know, suffering in silence. And and so a lot of people have really enjoyed the program that we've built is, you know, being able to text your account that quick question because you're at the bank and you need to know right then versus scheduling a, you know, an appointment three weeks from now. It's a little bit too late. You've already left the bank and we're busy enough as is. But yeah, when it comes to our packages, it's, you know, we're really trying to not just, uh, you know, do the service for you, but also we're teaching you the ins and outs and really helping you become like an accountant and actually understanding what your numbers need, which therefore empower you to be a better business owner. And yeah. not just we'll do it and, and not explain it. We want you to 
really understand, you know, your margins and, and your numbers, so you're a better business owner. And again, us being an accountant shouldn't be an expense. We are a profit center. My goal is to, you know, based off what you pay, my return, your return on investment, I try to three times the return on that, either through tax savings, time savings, whatever the case is. But none of my clients are are really losing money. They're actually saving money by hiring a right accountant. So right. it's, that's it's one of those really expenses that on and it pays for itself very quickly. It does automatically. And even, uh, you know, testimonials of, you know, five minutes on a call and asking a few questions can save thousands of dollars. And yeah. with the accounting industry now losing a lot of, of accountants that are either in retirement age or how busy people have been or price increases that are unaffordable, they're not asking questions. They're just whatever you give them, they fill out. And, you know, our biggest thing is, is we're not here to nickel and dime. We, we're here to help. So we, it's not about the profit for us. We're here to help you trade and uh, actually learn rather than just, hey, give us your info and we'll talk to you next year. We want yeah. to work with you each month, teach you, follow up with you. And also it's just business strategy too. It's not just, hey, we're talking about taxes and taxes only. It's, hey, yeah. you know, we work in the industry um, yeah. and I've worked with plenty of the industry over the years. And, you know, you just, you, you gain certain, certain, um, you know, levels of knowledge and all that type of stuff, working with other clients that can then, hey, this software is working really well for this client. Maybe this would work well for you if this is what you're struggling with. So you also get that built into it as well for the, you know, FBA and e-commerce in general. So you're working with, you know, dozens and dozens of clients from our community alone, e-commerce. Yeah. So you've got the, you yeah. know, it's, it's one thing just to hire an accountant. And I think any accountant mm -hmm. that's been doing good work for an extended period of time is someone good to know. But if someone who's actually in your industry priced aggressively, like you yeah. guys are with all the services you have to offer. Uh, yeah, I was excited to get this content out. And I can't believe it's taken us this long to talk about who you guys are and what you're doing yeah. with us at, at Humminbird. And we'll stick a link in the show notes for those who want to go investigate. But the website is Humminbird, H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. And just look for the tax information there or reach out to them and they'll connect you with Jared. But, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure we got to today with the time we have is the fact that as we're recording this, we're in the fourth quarter, the final three months of the year. Mm -hmm. And you had expressed to me, that's actually a pretty good time to reach out to your accountant. Most people think spring this is the taxes, yeah. but you want to do it now. Yes. Talk uh, us through that. As soon as January 1st, I lose about 80% of planning opportunities, probably closer to 90%. Right now is when I can actually planning. sit down with you mm -hmm. and plan. And my goal is by December, all of my clients should know what their tax is going to be, whether they're going to owe or whether they're sitting in a refund position, how much it's going to be. But you can't do that if you wait till the very last second, mm -hmm. right? And so everybody always waits until the very end or sometimes clients will say, hey, I bought a truck six months ago, but they maybe purchased it the wrong way. Right. So once you've done something, I can't go back and, and fix it. But if you have my direct cell number and text me when you're at the dealership, that's a very different scenario where I can tell you, hey, do it this way. This is what it's going to save you. And again, you don't want to hire your account at the very end because when you hire that account in April, 
those accountants are already burnt out. They've already been working 50, mm -hmm. 60 hour weeks. You're not getting the best return possible. Right. But when it slows down in quarter four, which we just had our, our tax deadline two days ago for people on extension. So between now and the rest of the year is when really most of my job, actually the value that I provide is going to be between now and December 31st. And so getting in and talking with your account and actually, if you want your account to be a profit center, you need to hire the account in quarter four, not in quarter one. Right. Which is why we're doing this now so, for spring. Exactly. Well, well, give me some, uh, if, if there are any, and I didn't set you up ahead of time for this. So, you know, just tell me what's off the top of your head, but are there anything that e-commerce sellers should be doing now? It's just as general rules. I know everyone's situation is different, well, but let's say I've had a decent year. I've got you, some profits, you know, what yeah. should I be thinking right now? Well, funny enough, the, the, the thing that I see the most is there's a lot of fear. Everybody's afraid of the IRS. And to be honest, an accountant's not. I'm not afraid of the IRS. Business owners are. The number one misdeduction I see in e-commerce is telephone and internet. We can't do this job in this industry without both of those things. So mm -hmm. why is it that nobody is writing off telephone or internet? Because they're afraid because they also call their parents and they use it personally. There's a thing called the business use percentage. And that's where my questions come into play. So you're leaving thousands of dollars on the table because you're afraid of the IRS. You're legally allowed to take that deduction if you're using business calls, right? Everybody says, buy a vehicle, but accounts don't tell you when you sell it, you got to pay back some of the depreciation. But the biggest problem that I see in the industry is you have a very, very, very different net uh, deposits in your bank. So if you file your taxes based on what's your bank, is showing it's very very different you're re you're reporting your taxes as gross and amazon has a year-end summary that i need and i won't file a tax return without because you have to match what the amazon amazon or other platforms are reporting to the irs they already have that and if you open one little door they'll go after everything so the main thing is you don't want to open any door for the IRS to come after you at all. And even this week, I've had multiple clients. I'm looking at prior year returns or finding things to amend because the accountants just didn't ask simple questions. Hey, did you drive a vehicle this year? Did you travel this year? Because they're too busy, right? right. And that's where planning right now comes into play versus waiting until the deadline day to reach out to your accountant. So, because we can work through all that right now and still have time to say, hey, if you drive through this and that in November, those are business miles. People forget about that. You drive to go buy a laptop. Those are business miles, too. So if people right. think in e-commerce, I don't have business miles. So or telephone and Internet, you can't operate this business without driving somewhere to go pick something up, order in your inventory. How are you going to do that without Internet? I, mean, right. I don't see telephone and Internet on these returns. Right. And all these CPAs and accountants that have been filing these prior year returns, I'm seeing the same thing. They just, whatever you give them, I'm still not seeing telephone and internet because they're too busy to ask questions, nor do they, they really care that much about you. So yeah. because they're busy and planned and yeah. And so that's where planning comes in. And again, we want to know in December what April is going to look like. So you don't have to stress 
and worry what the bill or what the refund's going to be. And obviously, if you have a refund coming, people think they're they're very worried that they're going to oh, when they have a business, that's the most common thing. Everybody thinks, do I have to make quarterly payments? Ninety-five percent of my clients don't have to make them. Okay, but also people assume that they have to just because their neighbor told them, right? You have to also be worried about what you see on social media, right? Because it puts fear into uh, people's mind or whatever. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you really want to save money, now's the time to develop some systems. And we make it very, very simple. My motto is is the KISS model. Keep it simple, stupid. Because ultimately, it's not rocket science to keep track of some income and expenses. But a lot of the time, it's fear that if I write this off, the IRS is going to come kick down my door. Okay? not going to happen you're entitled to those deductions and that's where an accountant can tell you and ask those questions and make sure you're not leaving anything on the table and if you wait till the very last second you're going to rush i'm going to rush and we're going to miss something and the door gets opened once the door's open the irs is going to say everything needs to be proved so -hmm. that's where planning getting everything in order getting your ducks in a row and even some simple simple bookkeeping even simple bookkeeping is the absolute best tax tip I can give to anybody. I've done tax plans before for years, and I've charged tens of thousands of dollars. But my number one tax tip on every tax plan is good organizational bookkeeping. Because that's where you really, really lose money. Something as simple as bookkeeping, which everybody overlooks, that's the best way to save money and also retain money. If you were to ever get into an audit, if you have organized books, it's very easy to prove to the IRS those expenses. They can get to keep those expenses too in the event they get audited, which is very, very slim. Okay? I've worked with over 10,000 clients. I've never had a client get audited because I ask questions. And yeah, it's annoying to grab tax documents, but that's why I don't file without that Amazon summary or right. that eBay summary. Because that's where those doors get open. Once they're opened, they will go after you for everything. So those lazy accountants or those people that don't ask those questions or ask those documents, why are you paying an account that's not asking you questions and letting you decide what you submit? They should be telling you what to submit. Right, right. The that's what I see in this industry is, is fear and the accountants just saying, basically not asking questions. Yeah, just sending right? what you have. And just you- whatever submitted. They data entry, they send you a bill, and they'll talk to you next year. And that's right. the exact opposite of what we do. And each and every one of my clients in this in this community have been great. And they have my direct cell phone number. And I say, as long as I'm awake, you can usually reach me. That's great. Well, something you mentioned, Jared, uh, was you can audit past years. Is that something you find yourself doing frequently yeah. when you get new clients? Um, yes. Yeah. I look at prior years, and even today... Um, I was just actually sitting and uh, thinking, you know, you have these light bulb moments sometimes. And I'm working with a client. We're trying to, to finish up his filing this year. And I'm based off his margin this year compared to what his account filed last year. There's no way that his margin was that significantly bigger last year. So now after we file, I'm going to go back through and actually work through his books because he does not have formal bookkeeping. His profit could be overstated by $100,000. I had a client two nights ago. I did his bookkeeping and I asked a question. I said, where is 
didn't you buy a truck? Because six months ago, you mentioned a, a new truck, and I happened to remember that. He didn't submit that info to me, but I remembered because I paid attention. He bought a truck. So I said, where's the truck? And it saved him and his partner 30 grand each because mm -hmm. I asked that question just right. because I remembered. And that's the thing. When I work with a client, it's client relationships over profit. That's what our main focus is. And we care more about our clients over the profit of the business, right? Where the accounts that are greedy, that are just data entering and charging you a bill and not asking you a question, all they care about is the bottom line. So yeah. if a client accountant's not asking you a question, fire that account and never work with them again. It's not worth paying. You might as well do it yourself. Yeah, they're, they're not, not asking you questions. That's a great rule of thumb. No. If your accountant's not asking you questions on yeah. a regular basis, see, you, you're not maximizing your investment and having a good partner on the team. No, and that's exactly it's, it. It'd be the same as if you have a partner that's not showing up or you haven't heard from your partner in months and all of a sudden you're wondering, what is he doing, right? That's how people feel about their accounts. They don't know where their account's at, what their returns, their accounts don't answer their phones. And all of a sudden, five months later, they say, oh, I need this form. And that's, why didn't you ask for it five months ago, right? That's, I worked at a very large firm before, and that was our biggest issue, overselling. And again, you just rushed through it. That was the issue. And right. so, again, if you're following up monthly and you have a clear line of communication, and if I don't have an answer, I don't, I don't have an answer to a tax question. I'd still pick up the phone and talk to you. And then I will call you back with the answer. Accountants, naturally, if they don't have an answer, they're afraid to pick up the phone is what this industry really is and, and what a lot of accountants are. If they don't have an answer, they're worried they don't have the right answer. They just don't answer their phone. So then it causes more stress for the client and taxes are stressful. I try to make it as easy as possible. Either in my documents I request, I don't like to gather my own tax documents either. Trust me. But I do it too. I get it. So I try to make it even the data gathering process simple. And I ask a few yes or no questions. I don't ask you a hundred questions. I try to ask you only five to 10 just to make sure I have exactly what I need. But accountants oftentimes try to put it back on the client that you have to do this, 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 just to get you to be quiet for that day. And they get off the phone as fast as possible. I'll sit on the phone. I did last night the phone at nine o'clock with a client in this community. And we went line by line through his PayPal Excel file for the whole year. And I told him what I needed, what I didn't need. And it was no issue because it helps me and it helps him do a proper return. And we did it. And it didn't take that long. And that will save that client double counting income, which we found would have happened. And we're missing tens of thousands of dollars of expenses last night. So all it took was a 20 minute phone call to find that. Excellent. Well, I got two questions. As we, if as he we... didn't submit that or I didn't ask it, then he would be again for just throwing away deductions, money that he spent and that thousands of dollars money. Yeah, I could have put that money. in this pocket. Right. All it took was a 20 minute phone call. Damn and again, I can go all day, this community, and they've been great when I need something. Usually, historically, we chase clients for information, but um, that's why we try to empower our clients to, you know, obviously 
we can train you, we can be consultants, and we really empower you to really understand your numbers so you can really make decisions and be the business owner and understand what's going on rather than just, you know, in the ear, out one ear, I don't want to pay attention. You know, I'd rather over-inform than misinform is what I say. Very good. So well, it, I know we, it's boring, taxes are boring, but it's worth making those conversations. Well, I, as we wrap, as we start to wrap this one up, I've got two questions left that I want to, yeah. I want to hit with you. Sure. And um, one of them is, is it important that I have an accountant who understands e-commerce? Like, because I know some people yeah. use general accountants and who do a decent job for them. Uh, but how important is it? And just make a brief case for me on why having an e-commerce specialized last account. Last week. Okay. Last week, a client in this community um, sent me a notice. Last year, his accountant did not ask for the Amazon summary and that 1099K that we all get, they reported his net and that client got audited. So now we have to write a letter to the IRS to explain that we have to add the income to gross and then pull the expenses back out. So taxes are reported gross and a lot of times people report net. So that's the the issue. That's huge. Um, yeah. But Yes. And, and so that's what people don't know is they see, well, this is what's in my bank account. This is my sales, but the IRS is having you report it a different way. Even though your net income is not going to change, you still have to report it a proper way. And that's what people don't know. But these older accountants, uh, I had another client too, his accountant looked at his 1099k and some of the adjustments that I had made because there's these things called merchant reserves, right? Well, if you're high-risk merchant, those reserves can be high. His older accountant's been doing this for 25 years, newer to him, and so they had me do it, which I'm not afraid to put that number in. I did the bookkeeping, so I'm very confident with that number. But yeah, everybody thinks that, guess what? In the last seven years, we've had five tax overhauls. So your accountant that's been doing this for 30 years, tell me anybody that's been doing the same job for 30 years how much they still care and are still knowledgeable and pay attention to current trends and changes. Very, very little. And we're going to have another overhaul coming in two years. And, and that's the thing is some of these younger accountants are actually the better option because we're again, seven out of five years, it's been completely different overhauls with unprecedented tax law changes, even midway through the tax season. And I went to a tax conference out of a thousand people, 90% are over 60 years old. Yeah. So understanding so, e-commerce and, and still being able to adapt to the e-commerce is brand new. They, exactly. E-commerce, they don't even have any ICS code for e-commerce still. It's right. a very old coding system for business. So that tells the story right then and there. There's not even a code yet for this industry for taxes. That's proper. So again, uh, this, this e-commerce, I see it all the time where people report that because they don't even know what a 1099k is because that's debit or credit processing. And again, a lot of these older accounts see these large numbers, they get scared. Again, they just really don't understand that you have to report gross and back out some things versus, you know, just reporting. But a lot of the times they're busy, they just, whatever the client gives them, they say, the main thing is they say, hey, they didn't pay me for bookkeeping, so I'm just going to put in what they gave me. And it's a lot of the time, it is up to the taxpayer. 
So they will throw it back to the taxpayer and say, well, it's not my problem. It's the taxpayer. This is what they gave me. And to me, any accountant that lives their, their life like that, that is not willing to ask questions or really consult with their client and basically say, it's not my tax return. I'm not signing it. It's the taxpayer. This is what they gave me. Needs to to stop doing taxes and find a new career. Because to me, that's such a disservice to the client that they should be not allowed to prepare taxes, in my opinion. Yeah. So, that's a, that, that's a great tip. Because you know you're not the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to say the taxpayer, you'll figure this out later. And I'm not going to answer when I know you're going to get audited in six months. I just want to answer your call and I'll take your money this year. That's what people do. That's what a lot of accounts do. And that's why you see so many people jump accounts because they just file whatever you give them. They, they know you're going to get audited. They just want to answer your call. Now, Mark, do not answer and uh, leave it up to you to figure out. I've had plenty of those calls too where they've had 35 calls to their accounts, 36 emails, no response, six months goes by, nothing. They just won't respond. Wow. So yeah, again, it's sad to see, but again, that's that's a majority of the industry, especially the older that the, the account gets, you would assume that hey, they've been doing this longer, but at the same time, that's actually when they start caring less and less. So to me, it's it's, like I said, such a disservice that to me, and I have personally have actually sued another accounting firm for malpractice. So, or initiated a lawsuit because of how bad the accounting was and the follow-up and what that taxpayer actually had to go through. It's very, very stressful for a taxpayer. Well, it, it's it, very it, obvious that- a life of a spouse. It's and very obvious that so care- malpractice. You care deeply about yes. your clients and you're passionate about the industry and, you know, e-commerce My clients, especially in this community, are like friends and family. There's no special treatment. Everybody gets special treatment. Everybody I work with gets special treatment and they're inviting me to their homes. They're taking pictures at events with me because they know I'm like their friend. Their friend that everybody wants their friend that they can text as a lawyer and get pre-tax advice, Right. I'm that accountant. I'll give you free tax advice all day. And yeah. I love talking about business. I'm passionate about it. But at the end of the day, if I'm not going to do the best return possible, I'm going to step out of doing taxes. When that day comes and I know that I'm not doing the best return possible for my client, I don't work for the IRS, I work for my clients. Yeah. They yeah, could- start working for the IRS more so and care about my license over my client. And I will stop doing taxes and I will go dig ditches. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great to, to be in an industry, you know, I mean, where we've got a hundred things going on with e-commerce and just, you know, what I'm hearing is I can have someone else take care of the details that I just don't even want to worry about. You're going to ask me a few questions and then you're going to do it the right way. And I think you've more than demonstrated yeah, And then that, I that, do it in a yes or no way. It's not, Hey, that's the thing is they try to put, they try to buy time. So they ask you all these questions you don't really know the answer to or how to pull the information or anything. I try to do a yes or no simple questions because I know that you're not the tax expert. That's my job, right? right? So again, I do is, hey, did you buy a car? Yes. How much did you pay for it? And what year did, or what month did you buy it? Those are simple yes or no questions. Yeah. 
Yeah. But another account may say, send me this piece of paper, this piece of paper, this piece of paper, this piece of paper, this, 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 rather than just saying in a text message or a call in two minutes, what month, what's the year, and put it into the tax return right then on the phone. They just try to buy time. So right. it's sad to see, but I wish there was more. And and uh, this community has been great in what we're trying to build. And even people that we bring into the team will be people like-minded like me. And there, trust me, there's a lot of young accounts that, that are leaving leaving accounting firms. There's been mass exodus of accounts leaving big firms because they can't do their job properly. Because right. their bosses, it's do X number of returns. If you can't meet your quota, you're done. If you have a quota to do tax returns, you're doing a disservice to those clients. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's so, obvious you've got a lot of experience I mean, in the industry from that vantage point. Yeah. Way, I mean, way more than yeah. than I ever realized was going on with it. But uh, man, I'm I'm excited. I think you're going to have thirty thousand small business owners over the years. Yeah, so that's in awesome. A consulting in a tax context in some way, formations, yeah. entity formations. And uh, attorneys think about things different. Uh, they forget about yearly costs. They think about when you sell your company 10 years from now, but I think about what it costs the client to have three state entities that they don't need, but it costs them each year to renew them when they don't need them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a difference in attorneys. Everybody has different opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, I have my opinions too, but I don't make the decisions. I give you options. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I really care about is, hey, here's option A, B, C, or D. What option do you do you think's best? Here's the pros and cons of each. And we work through it together. I'm not mm-hmm. the almighty, this is how I have to be. Because at the end of the day, I'll line up the shots, you pull the trigger. Right. My job is right. to help. Well, I, I know last year you attended our, our live event. Uh, are you, do you have yeah. plans yet to be with us in May? Have we locked that down yet? I'd love to. Yeah, love to. Um, that was my, um, I, I had a fear of public speaking and, um, I, that was the greatest experience of my life. The yeah, you did a tremendous job, to to great feedback. So, yeah. Well, great. So you'll be with us yeah, in Orlando. I, That's I a proven conference. We'll stick a link in the show notes. You can come meet Jared there and, and bounce some ideas off of him. Obviously, you know, your stuff, you're working with a lot of e-commerce sellers. And, and I think the, the bottom line for wow, me, yeah. just listening to you today, Jared, is the investment that people pay you is going to come back. You said your goal is three X ROI. I love that, man. This is this is a return on investment. Even as a W two employee, it was. Mm-hmm. Well, at any company, even back when I was flipping burgers, when that's what our highest margin is, and at a cash register, I try to push to to have clients order our highest margin food items. Even when I was an eighteen year old kid or seventeen year old kid. Yeah. So to help the business, you mm-hmm. know. So. Again, I want to see the same thing with clients, but yeah, it's, yeah, it, that's just how I think it should be. Even if you, if you're paying a W2 employee, if you're making a hundred thousand, you should be at least performing at minimum, providing 300,000 or more back to the company to make it worth it. A lot of employees do not think that way. Right. right. And so to me, again, I view the same thing. If you're going to pay me X amount of dollars, I should in return three extra money back to you. Minimum. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Jared, yeah. well done, man. I've got to wrap this up. Uh, I'm out of time, but yeah, no problem. I appreciate you having me. Great guest. Good to have you. This has been Jared Hall. He works with us through Humminbird, H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. We'll stick a link in the show notes to that today. Great information. 
I feel I know a lot more than I knew before we jumped on here. I mean, we've talked a few times in the past, but I learn every time I hang out yeah. with you, man. So thanks for your time today, Jared. It was great hanging out with you, buddy. Yeah, no problem. If you need anything, Jim, text me. You got my number. Everybody, everybody gets my direct cell. And like I said, as long as I'm awake, I'm available. So that's awesome. Give dude. me a text if you need something and we'll go from there. I appreciate you having me on. Love working with you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.